Welcome to the Sprocket, where we rank every movie best to worst. Every movie, Michael. Every movie. Michael, how the heck are you? I'm good. I'm good. I'm thinking about how big of an ask every movie is sometimes. Do you think oh, well. it's a bigger ask than every game? Uh, game at least it's not as big an ask as uh, every book. Every book would be kind of crazy. Who would do such a thing? That's literally impossible. <laughs> it is literally impossible. Well, so is They're every all, game and every movie. I know, but books are in a whole another league where it's like you can't even begin to... No. Because there's thousands of years. But anyway. You anyway. ever think about how there's all these movies out here and you'll never see them all? Uh, it doesn't bother me. Okay. Because uh, uh, most movies are bad. Most things this are bad. True. Just tell yourself that and then everything will be a-okay, Michael. Okay. Speaking of bad things, we're talking about one of my favorite movies. It's October. Oh, yeah. Hmm. Scaretober, and we're talking about the scariest movie of all, The Nightmare Before Christmas. Ooh. Now, Tucker, I had a question I wanted to lead with. Hit me. Boom. Is this a Boom. Boom. Halloween movie, or is this a Christmas movie? It's definitely a Halloween movie, but I appreciate the question. It is a okay. it is a touristy view of Christmas as seen from the perspective of a Halloween movie. It's like looking in on around Christmas, peering in, leering in, you know, mm. spooky. And they call him Sandy Claus. Michael, I love this movie so much. Holy crap, we're going to fight each other at the end of this podcast. But for now, what did you think of it, Michael? The Nightmare Before Christmas. Um, okay. Set me up here. Set me up. What kind of movie are so, we talking So we're talking Tim Burton okay. of... Jeez, uh, what, what is Tim Burton famous Dumbo for fame. outside of this? Tim Burton did... Oh, he did, did he do the new Dumbo? He did. What? That's Charlie so weird. The that seems so uncharacteristic of him. Alice in Wonderland 2. Maybe, maybe you just did the first one. I don't know. Mm, I mm. guess it has that bit of weirdness to it, but but we're talking prime Burton. Yeah, we're talking Batman without nipples, Bert, uh, Burton. We're talking Beetlejuice, Burton. Yeah, we're in the middle of. Uh, I don't know what other Burton I could pick. Uh, just good Burton, though. Yeah, I guess <laughs> quality. Uh, yeah, Burton. good Burton. Yeah. Um, Edward Scissorhands. Yes. This movie, not Edward Scissorhands. Right. But this movie. Yes. So, I guess to preface this. Yes. I, I This is the first time I've seen it, so I'm coming at this with zero nostalgia. Okay. This 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 is, the, the only, like, inklings I had of this movie before seeing it were, <laughs> were Kingdom Hearts. <laughs> so. I was wondering how long we would go before yeah drop that before. little but uh but yes. uh so i don't really have nostalgia with this um yeah. it's like a curio i guess yeah and like and the reason i say this is because i okay so bear with me Lay down visually i think yes. this does this has the tim burton beats to it visually that i think is our Really, really Mwah. strong. Really, really good. Mwah. I love it. I love like the swirliness to it. It's got that like almost like a Junji Ito kind of thing going Ooh, on, if you know what I mean. I do. 
Um, I like the, I love all the monster designs. Oh, it's so good. Yes. Mm-hmm. I love how surreal it is from like a, a structural way, if that makes sense. Like when you look at a house or a character, it doesn't take on the, the usually won't take on the shapes that you'd imagine these things normally take on. Right. All the way down to this moment where like when he goes to Christmas town for the first time, he's wandering by some houses and it's clearly like little houses that would be made for the background. And he walks by them like it's like real time and and in like he's right there mm-hmm. and it's still small. And I like that because it's like this is just kind of like I like that. I like my perspective being played with. OK. okay. I like those kinds of visual things. I, lo- I love that. I love how weird it was kind of and not in like a, in a disjointed way, but in like a. Like, because it all felt natural for the environment, but it was still strange. Right. Because it's, it's this town of Halloween people. Yeah. In the middle of nowhere. But it feels like a town, even though it makes no sense. Yeah. And it's, it feels small, too, in a way that I like. Like, it feels like it is a set piece that you're playing with, like, little, you know, claymation figures on in a way that isn't, I don't think, offensive or a way that isn't really detrimental to it. Yeah. It feels limited in a way that doesn't feel limiting. Ooh. So I like a lot of that. I love the visual cues in this. Some okay. I like how the monsters, it's all playful, but at the same time, there's a genuine creepiness to them. Like the tree with the skeletons hanging from it? Yeah, like the tree with the skeletons hanging from it. The uh, There's the like snake monster under the floorboards or under, yes. the, the, under the staircase. I liked him. The clown with the tearaway visually. face. Yeah, the clown with the tearaway face. <laughs> Who was your like favorite that... uh, townsperson? I really need to know this, Michael. There's this guy who has an axe, like a hatchet <laughs> in the back of his head. Yep. And he's just in every scene and doesn't yep. say anything and doesn't interact with anyone really, but he's there. Yep. He's got this axe like caved into the back of his skull. I liked him. He was pretty good. Uh, that I was like... a fun little visual gag. It's or visual piece. It's oh, it's so much fun. Just the way it's like all these little horror tropes as people, because it's this nightmare before Christmas. It's this crazy world mm. where each holiday has a little town devoted to it or something. I don't know. It doesn't make any sense, but it's beautiful. Yeah, exactly. It doesn't make any sense. And then the the weird part that where it kind of breaks down for me in that regard is when these all exist in the same realm as like a real quote-unquote real world of course because jack is you know delivering spooky presents to real kids right so it's like it's it's weird because you have this weird little realm of halloween spookiness and then like other holidays i think they established easter's a day because they kidnapped the easter bunny in accident there's a turkey tree thanksgiving tree there's a turkey tree yeah yeah so oh god i don't want to know what that world is like um (laughs) Um, it's uh, good, Michael. It's good, though, you see, because yeah. you're not supposed to think about it. You're just supposed to be like, huh. It gives them free reign to just create all kinds. Because Tim Burton, you sit Tim Burton down and say, make some clay figures of Halloween. He's going to be like, yeah, let's do this. Yeah. And he does great. It's great. That part's great. I love that. I I think Tim Burton, the parts about Tim Burton I like are when he gets into that like surrealism that kind of witty but horrifying thing he can do yeah he's good with like i like when he's 
and it can go real sour real quick but i like when he's kind of kitschy about stuff yeah and he's kind of yeah, looking yeah, at I like agree. suburban america through the lens of tim burton and uh sorry sorry to everyone involved in the creation of this movie because tim burton did not direct this film and i feel like that's a misconception we should probably squash because yeah. i feel like we're attributing oh, yeah. everything about this movie to tim burton but he was very heavily involved but other people also worked on this film so sorry like some... Danny elfman oh my goodness michael that's the other thing that stood out to me in this movie is a lot of the music is just moi. It is good. It is very good. The music is great. What is your favorite song? These were the two the two questions I was going to ask you. His favorite townsperson favorite song. Uh, I like Sally's solo song. <gasps> me too, dude. It's so jazzy and sad. Yeah, exactly. And then it kind of trails off into this more quieter, intimate thing. I liked it a lot. I liked that a lot. But overall, the music direction was just on point. Yeah, there's no song in here I don't really, really, really like. Mm-hmm. I could see why someone wouldn't like Kidnap the Santa Claus because it's like screechy oh, yeah. and annoying. But and I really it's also like it. very violent. Like they're talking about <laughs> chopping him up. Like they're just like, yeah, let's cut Santa Claus up and throw him somewhere. And it's like three little kids and they're just going about this with the whole uh, Disturbia rear window Thing. Yes, it's really good though. I like it because they're going to put scorpions in a package on his doorstep and then open them. <laughs> yeah, and then he'll die. it's like all these things are saying they're going to kill him. Like this is all going to kill him. And then and they walk away in the little like bathtub with feet oh, on it. That is so good. That's such a weird thing, and I liked it. I liked that a lot. Mm-mm-mm. And then you get like the silhouette of them walking across the the curvy hill and mm-hmm. good yeah. stuff. But Michael, good. I feel like this is a good place to transition into what I can already maybe guess is going to be a problem you're going to have with this movie is uh, Lock, Shock, and Barrel. The three kids are kind of set up as uh, in cadre with the villain of the movie, Oogie Boogie. I have, okay. <laughs> tickle, tickle, tickle. No, um, I, My I guess, Michael. so the things I liked about this movie on top of, on top of the art style and on top of the the music is I liked a lot of the voice acting. And the reason I'm saying this is because after all of that, the, it starts losing steam for me. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. A lot of this movie just kind of like, I love the setup. I love a lot of the, the trappings. I love the aesthetic. And then as the plot kind of rolls on, I lose interest, especially when we get to Oogie Boogie. Okay. Is I'm just, I, at the, by the time we get to Oogie Boogie, who it's interesting he doesn't even come up until like the last third of this movie, right? Um, even though he's built up to be kind of the foil to Jack, it's hard to. I'm not making an excuse. I just think it's funny or interesting that they needed to create a villain where most of the people in this movie are what we would think of as villains. Like it's hard to, mm-hmm. it's hard to, like he doesn't really factor into anything. No, and I mean the main character kidnaps Santa Claus. So let's right. let's <laughs> as far as villainous villains go, they're Jack is the, the one, villain of this film. Jack kidnaps Santa Claus. The doctor makes a woman and hides her in the closet forever. Um, <laughs> Frog's breath, yes. Uh, Frog's breath, yeah. Frog's breath. What's wrong? 
I thought you liked frog's breath. Nothing's more suspicious than frog's breath. But uh, it's just it gets to this point where like by the time Oogie Boogie is around, I've kind of clocked I, out. I, I, I mostly yeah. the introduction where you get that like lighting, that neon Ooh. lighting. I did like that a lot. Yeah, the black when, light. Vegas yeah, yeah, yeah. hellhole he lives in is pretty awesome. Yeah, yeah, I did. I did like a lot of that. Yeah, but it's um, a good song too. Good villain it is a good song. song. Mm-hmm. It is. It's a very good villain song. Oogie, is Oogie a good villain, Tucker? No, but he's a really fun character. and That's fair. I I don't think the plot of this movie is great. I mean, I, I Jack is interested in Christmas, and then he wants to do Christmas. It's I was thinking it's kind of like the Grinch. It's like a more interesting Grinch, but the Grinch is not interesting in the slightest. So that doesn't mean this is interesting. It's just more interesting. Cause he, yeah, I guess that's fair. Yeah. He's not just an evil character, Jack. He is. You can tell where he's coming from. Yeah, I don't he's think. Yeah, I don't get the impression he's. He's not doing it maliciously. No. Well, he. Mm, he's not stealing Christmas maliciously. <laughs> yes, but there are moments where it's really hard to root for Jack because he's kind of a dingus in some he's, way. Yeah, and there are times where he's an outright dick. Yes. But not a, but in a very nice way, which is kind of even worse. Like he's he's like smiley and happy, and he's just chumming with everybody. But he's a dick, and he doesn't care about anyone's opinion. Like, like oh, Sally, oh, oh Sally, oh, oh make oh, me no the problems. suit. Yeah, oh, don't worry, Sally. It's not a problem. I trust your ability. It's really interesting, dude. Hmm. It's really interesting. And again, it's this thread they don't take anywhere. But like Sally can like she has like premonitions. Yeah, you see, that was one of the moments where things started kind of unraveling, <laughs> unraveling for me, unraveling okay. like a boogie monster sack man for the bugs. My bugs, my bugs, squish. But Michael, Santa just okay. No, can we go back to the Santa just yes. freaking squishes? Yes, he, he like he pulls up his hem though, which is great. Yeah, <laughs> and he does like the. Uh, um, it's so sad because her song is like her premonition that he like doesn't get it, you know? It's sad, mm-hmm. Michael. Yeah, and like even beyond that, you have that moment where she has the flower and it turns into a Christmas tree and of then course. it burns away. It's a very strange moment. It is, and it feels out of place. It just cuz it feels so much less grounded than the rest of this right. Admittedly not grounded movie. Right. It's... Like it feels like there's a logic to everything going on, and and really, Sally having premonitions shouldn't break that logic, but right. it does for me, kind of. Right, and that's fair, Michael. That's totally fair because they don't even. It's not like part of her character. It's just it pops up every now and again that she yeah. can see the future, and the future is bad, and she's trying to warn people. No one's listening to her. Poor yeah. Sally. Poor Sally. Is she the hmm. best character in this, or do you? Um, I like Boogie Boogie a lot, though. He's very fun. I like, I like, I do like Sally, though. I like when she jumps out the window and smushes and then she sews herself back together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's very nice. Her powers to take herself apart and put herself back together. Yeah. Or use a spoon with holes in it. Mm, Sally, beast. Mm -mm -mm. Mm -hmm. Uh, My favorite character is probably the musician who says, Bone Daddy. 
God, I love all the characters, Michael. I can't, I can't name one. I like Zero. He's a little dog, a little ghost dog. Bart, he's little. He's their little Rudolph. That is one of my favorite moments. Oh my gosh, I could just, I could just go through this whole movie, buddy. When he's like, "The better to light my way," it's just this <laughs> moment. Oh, I love it. It was cute. That was a cute moment. Uh, I'll tell you a moment I don't like. Mm. Is Jack gets blown out of the air. He's blown to smithereens, and then he's in his graveyard, and he's singing a sad pity song for himself. That's my least favorite part of this movie. Oh, yeah, and he's like, oh, wait, no, I actually like Halloween. Yeah. Not great, Jack. Not great. Yeah, I don't... Do you get the impression Jack really went anywhere as a character in a way that's believable or meaningful? He went somewhere. He went where he should have gone, but they do it in, like, the blink of an eye at the very end of the movie, and then he sings this song with Sally, which is a nice moment, but it comes out of nowhere and feels unearned and has nothing to do with the rest of the movie. Yeah. And that's, it's like, because the entire movie, do you get the impression that he's like, oh, Sally. Oh, Sally, my heart. No. He doesn't seem at all concerned with Sally. Or interested. It just seems so, like, it doesn't, it doesn't seem like that comes from anywhere with any kind of sincerity. Yeah. And between that and, like, magically realizing, oh, he likes Halloween again. It, it it the the resolution does feel kind of I think unearned is a good way to put it. Yeah, because every time I watch this movie, I, it becomes more and more apparent that it's like seventy minutes long. Uh, this movie just like zips by, yeah, real quick. Sing some songs, Jack gets blown up, and they rescue Santa Claus, and then the movie's over. Mm-hmm. It has a quality where I like watching it in October, but uh, beyond that, it's kind of hard to say. You know, do you watch this in December? No, okay. No, it's not a Christmas movie, Michael. It's not. A, it's just. But not. they're in Christmas Town. He literally delivers presents. He's trying <sighs> he to crack does. the code. But it starts on Halloween. This is Halloween. This is Halloween. Everybody scream. Right. So I feel like I don't need to explain that any further. Um. <laughs> yeah. But compare this to any claymation before this, and it's like in a completely different league as far as well, like the way. What it, is? I guess what are the reference points here? Then I have absolutely no idea. But I bet they don't look. Other like than this. I guess the fight scenes from Clash of Titans. <laughs> yeah, this is a step in the right direction. Yeah, um, this is an improvement. But that's like that's like saying I like flavored water. <laughs> Flavored water is gross. Uh, <laughs> kind of. Um, there's a lot of like sweeping camera motions that look very filmic. <laughs> that's really cool. Um, yeah, there's there was one that stood out in my mind. Um, the introduction of the lab. Okay. Where you get that panning shot. It starts and you see like a hand and some bubbles. And they took the time to make sure that hand is moving in yeah. a way that makes sense within those bubbles. Then it's... It, it, continues panning and there's like a little insect and it's pinched Crawling. in some kind of thing mm-hmm. and it's 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 little uh, little feeties are rolling around and doing insecty <laughs> things and as they're doing this whole panning thing though they keep that going so you have to think that you know every single shot they're sitting here moving the feet yeah on this bug in a certain way to make it kind of like give it some kind of dynamic dynamicism yeah. and then you pan over and finally you get introduced to the doctor 
and I liked that. That was the one that stood out to me the most, I think, as okay. far as that goes, because of the amount of detail you'd have had to have gone into to try to get all of these things to work in a way that felt natural. Okay, I'm with you. Um, yeah. Let me throw out two, just because we're on the subject, two scenes I love. Um, towards the beginning, there's a scene where Jack is singing a song in the graveyard, and it does the money shot, but it's yeah. still amazing, yeah. where he's on the hill, and the music's mm-hmm. like swelling, and the moon is behind him, and it looks amazing. And then... Uh, there's it's like this... they made this movie for that scene. Yeah, basically, yeah. Yeah, the, Tim Burton's notebook was full of that picture yeah. 17 times, and he said, make yeah. this into a movie. Um, yeah. And then there's a scene in the uh, Kidnap the Santa Claus song where the kids are coming up through the floor in their little cage and like the mm-hmm. lighting kind of blooms through the room and you can see all the bugs scattering when they come up and it just looks amazing. And I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. This movie is what, like 25 coming on 30 years old. So that it's still, have a date, but yeah, I, just that it still impresses me. Like I can just watch this movie and just focus on the animation and just be entertained for, you know, the length. Uh, I mean, yeah, because it's so much more because I think because, you know, the whole. I can't think of the word for it. The the stop motion, stop motion animation really hasn't moved that far away from where it was in this film. Or it doesn't seem like it, at least. Um, I'm trying to think because I watched Missing Link. Which I feel like is kind of, you know, your example of good yeah. stop motion animation well, in 2019. Uh, it's not too different as far as, like, the actual... Yeah, I don't know. It has a it has a quality to it that this Nightmare doesn't have. Mm-hmm. But I couldn't put my finger on it, I guess. It's not... Yeah, it's not leaps and bounds ahead of what they were doing. Yeah, it's not like you're looking at... You know, maybe I know you don't like Frozen, but it's not like you're looking at the the ice castle scene. Sure. In that movie, comparing and comparing it to something that was you know CGI animated in the late nineties. Oh, like the ballroom from uh, Beauty and the Beast type thing. Like, ew. yeah, yeah, yeah. I get you. So there's like it's there, you're not you're not seeing those kinds of dramatic departures because yeah there'll be improvements if you look at like the one that stands in my mind is maybe Kubo and the Two Strings. Yeah. Like there's there's great. a lot going on there and there's a lot of crazy like visual things going on there yeah but at the same time it still feels about it doesn't seem as dramatic of a departure from what's going on in nightmare so it's still it can still feel fresh without feeling dated i think yeah because i don't i don't think nightmare feels dated no and i i would go so far as to say they probably purposefully like i'm sure they could go further but i think part of the charm is that it still looks like it was made by people moving little yeah. figures or something so yeah 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 hmm. so james and the giant peach man that is a hell of a movie Whew. yeah so any any final thoughts i guess michael before we jump into notes not really i think i've said my piece i don't i, I think the issue part of my disconnect here is is that i just don't have the nostalgia for this maybe if i had seen this when when did you first see nightmare uh, like three years ago. Really? Yeah, I didn't see this at all growing up. Wild. Yeah, okay. but I've probably seen you... it fifteen times since then, or something. Okay. Like that. Yeah. Um, because I'm wonder. I was wondering how much of the appeal was just kind of like, was that background? But okay. And so I don't have that. I don't have any nostalgic connections to this sure. movie, and 
And as far as like the whole, you know, learning about Christmas and stuff like that, that's also something that's always felt a little distant to me. So there's none of these like personal connections Hmm. that Mm -hmm. maybe would be valuable. So I don't, I guess without that, it to me was just kind of between all of that and the narrative kind of weighing down. I didn't walk away loving this movie. Okay. As much as I walked away appreciating the things I did like a lot. Like the pacifier. It felt like a good visual experience, but it doesn't feel like this this kind of... I, I don't ever see my... I, I don't know if I could ever see myself going back to it, really. Okay. For anything other than maybe the first half. I really like Halloween. It was another uh, ingredient to the stew. Okay. It's like my ho- favorite holiday, so... Really? Because I like fall I have a learned, lot. I have learned more to the Tucker lore. That's right. Mark it down. It's not Easter like everybody yeah, this thought. One's, this one's going on the Wikipedia page. <laughs> yep. Tucker is 47 and he lives in Santa Barbara and he really likes Halloween. Hit me with some notes, Michael. So notes, 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 notes. I talked about that, how much I liked how it looks. I liked how much it, uh, it looks, it kind of feels small in a way that isn't distracting. Uh, I liked how I like the design for Jack. Yes. That lanky skeleton man. He's all kind of suave. Yeah. Um, I liked how much this movie used silhouettes and how much it used shadows. Yeah. I think that is something worth kind of, you know, applauding in this. How do you, Um, uh, do you mean just like character shadows on walls and that type of thing? Yeah, like, but that's where a lot of the dynamics come from. You'll get shadows flashing against the wall, and you'll get, like, that's following Jack as he walks up the stairs, and it adds a little more dynamics to a scene where, you, you know, you feel like maybe motion is a little limited because of the medium they're working with. Yeah. And I I think it adds to that dynamicism. Like, the one that stands in my mind is when Jack is walking up the stairs to meet the doctor. Yeah. And there's light cast against the wall, so you get Jack walking up with him. Yep. And then the other one that stands out to me is the workshop. Okay. Where a lot of the elves working is shown are shown as, like, silhouettes in the windows. And, and that, they do so well by, it's so crazy that they can do this, like, little elfin village. And it... It has a style completely separate from the Halloween stuff, but I think it looks really yeah. good. It does, and it still so has a cozy. bit of that Tim Burton weirdness to it that I like. Yeah, the elves are a little off, and I like it. They don't look quite right, but... And a cute... There's a shot. There is a shot. This is another one. There is a shot of um, when Jack goes to open the door to Christmas Town. And it shows the doorknob, and you get Jack's reflection. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I like. Reaching I out. like. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. wrote that the mayor is cute. Oh, he's so cute. Because he's so His nervous. He's always so nervous. Yeah. <laughs> he's a politician. <laughs> I like when he's got the ink on his hand, and he's just, like, pawing his face because he's all nervous about Christmas. I liked his little testing scene when he's testing... The Crushing what is Christmas stuff? Yeah, so he's like he puts the candy cane in that acid or something, and it comes out and it's all white and limp. <laughs> or he's trying to cut out a snowflake, and then it turns into <laughs> he tries to cut out a snowflake into like the paper, and it's a spider. <laughs> I liked it. It was it was doofy in a way that I liked. Yeah, his expression is kind of over the top in that specific yeah. scene. Where he's like, Whoa? it kind of stands out. But that's yeah. fine, Jack. That's fine. 
I wrote spooky band with a heart next to it because I did like the spooky band. I do like the spooky band also. They have Danny Elfman's face in one of the instruments. I like <laughs> they do. I like uh, the the way when Halloween do- Town does Christmas. And they keep all of these things that are very Christmassy, but they do it in a way that's still very creepy. Yes. Like the the spooky, like the duck with the teeth. And oh, it's so good. Playing, when they're playing Christmas songs, they're playing it in a minor key, so it <laughs> yeah. feels a little weird. I like, I like that uh, a lot. The uh, During that scene, they're like sawing, and he's whipping it with chains, and you don't see what it is, and then they hold it up, and it's just a doll, and I think that's perfect. Yeah. It's creepy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, when Doctor Finkelstein he makes a copy of himself and then says he's going to have finally have more intelligent conversations, and he puts like half his brain in this copy yeah. of himself. Yeah, I thought that was kind of cute in a creepy way. Yeah, and he's always like scratching his brain, flipping up his yeah. lid. And then the last note I wrote is yeah. "oogie boogie" equals foot fetish. Diggle, diggle, diggle. Because he tickle, does a tickle, tickle. tickle, tickle, tickle when he sees Sally's leg. Like, that's his first thing that he goes to. Snake eyes? Oh, Oogie Boogie. This whole movie is like the most quotable movie in the world, my guy. But we haven't done Ghost Yeah, but in the good. weirdest way. Yeah. Bone daddy. <laughs> it's good. So those are my notes. Okay. I don't know. You said you didn't take notes, so. Uh, no. Um. I think uh, I'll just I'll, I'll I'll gin some up real quick. I like the lyrics a lot in a lot of these songs. They are a little more. I think they have a little more Danny Elfmanness to them, which helps kind of separate mm-hmm. them from the usual kind of like Disney yeah. songs. Uh, I really like Danny Elfman. Oingo Boingo mm-hmm. is a great band. You also go listen to some Oingo Boingo. They're very good. Um. Oh, uh, there goes the uh, Tucker Wikipedia page. The like Swingo Boingo. Oh, this is filling out a lot in this episode. Jeez, I'm talking too much about myself. Got to start talking about this excellent film, The Nightmare Before Christmas. I like the fight scene in Oogie's Lair where there's a really great shot of Jack like stalking towards him, and then the one-armed bandits are coming out of the background, and it looks awesome. Oh, yes, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what shot you're talking about now. And then uh, Kingdom Hearts does that for you in a way. (laughs) In a way way. you could do that. In a way. If you wanted to. Um, Okay. I am (laughs) retroactively so disappointed in the way Kingdom Hearts portrays this movie. Yeah, it's not great. That is one of the weird... No, it is not. It is absolutely not. Like, they have, like, the town square in Kingdom Hearts is bad. Very. Yeah. Two was better. but still not great. No. no like no, you no. have this great aesthetic and you ruin it. Or not ruin it, but it feels like it's kind of a waste or kind of a letdown. Anyway. Totally. No, I agree with you 100%. I think they do a, an all right job. I think there's respect for the source material there. I just don't think it's... It's but that's better than... Level. Yeah, and it's better than what they did with some other places. Yeah. So. Um. I really like how they use the, like, Sally's song, that melody kind of snakes its way through a lot of the scenes before she sings it, which is cool. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know. And I like Zero. He's cute. Bark, bark. Bark. He's got a little jack lantern nose. Not now, Zero. Because Jack's all sad. Um, mm-hmm. 
they uh the whole intro i really like i like the kind of really uh old-fashioned like narration that kind of launches you into it and then courtesy of patrick stewart really yeah dang i think i think i read that somewhere hmm was whoever does he has a beautiful voice and then uh just that shot of you going into Halloween land and then like the silhouette kind of gets closer and then the song kicks in and then the pumpkins are landing on the spikes and everything. It's just, it's good. Mm. Mm, I could watch it all day. Mm-mm-mm. Yeah, it's good. No, that is like, that is my favorite. I think, yeah, this movie leads in so well. Yes. It's a very good lead. It's a long trail on this movie where it starts really good and then it's kind of like it kind of chugs along and then it kind of peters out towards the end. It is Patrick Stewart who narrated the prologue. Okay. And wiki. the epilogue, but the epilogue is only in the soundtrack. Ooh, I know what I'm doing after this. <laughs> I'm um, coming for you, Patty Stew. Well, Michael, you want to... Uh, Put your uh, boxing gloves on here and lace them Yeah. Up. Let's talk ranks. How are we ranking okay. this? Where are we putting this? Well, putting the cards on the table, I would put this at the top of the list, but I know that's not going to happen. So, we'll have to fight about it, I guess. But uh, I think putting this anywhere, like, I don't see this going below Iron Man, I guess, personally, but mm-hmm. I think that would be kind of crazy. That's... Okay. That's fair to me. Okay. I, well, I don't know. I would... Yeah. Thinking this over, I... Because I wouldn't put this at the top. I like Raw a lot more. But... But... When I was... I mean, I was cooler on the top three movies than you... Which right, is not, that is true. Uh, that's too. not an that's... attack at all. I'm just saying it makes mm-hmm. sense that I would put this movie at the top because I really like this movie. Yeah, no, no, no. I know, I know, and that's yeah, yeah and that that is true. That is looking it over now. I didn't realize that our top three. Should we go through the list? Let's go through the list. <laughs> oh yeah, I suppose. Uh, do you want to take it this time, Michael? Okay, we'll start at the bottom. Now we're here with Vin Diesel's 2005 family comedy smash hit. The Pacifier. It's the worst movie ever made. And I have a hunch it'll be holding that spot for at least a little while. Okay. Um, After that, we've got Don Bluth doing what Don Bluth does best, being Don Bluth with The Secret of Nim. Mm. After that, we've got the beginning of something. We've got Iron Man. I'll leave it at that. We've got Iron Man. Sure. Um, After that, we've got The Matrix. Of course. So then our top three starting in third. So the third best movie ever made as of this moment right now. Bronze medal. Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, Ang Lee's Wuxia Epic. Yes. The sword. Number two. Yeah. <laughs> Number two. The Witch. Ooh. Ooh. Or The Vitch. Ooh. Excuse we are me? Within Hall- oh. We are within Halloween season. We are. Yeah. Prestige Horror. Prestige Horror. And after The Witch, in first place, the best movie ever made, ever, as of this very moment, Jesus, no. is the film Raw, Raw, which I have a very hard time summarizing that movie offhand at the moment, but I recommend it. Don't eat before you watch. 
It's about French techno. Yeah, French techno. Yeah. Okay. So that's our so, spread. That's our list. The spread. I okay. So here's where I'm at. Okay. I wouldn't put it at the top, but okay. I would put it below the top if that makes sense. Okay. I'm very comfortable with this above the witch and crouching tiger. I oh really? Would not put this above raw. Okay. Did not expect this. Uh. Well, because I'm gonna. The issue here for me is again. I think this movie peters out in a way that just I. I yeah. had to. I, I was ready for it to be done. I was ready for the 70 minute movie to be done. Like <laughs> I know. I was gonna say that's telling. Okay. Yeah. Um. But the things it does, it does so well in a way that I do think stand out to me. Okay. So that's kind of, that's where my comfort is. And then okay. the other side of this is, I mean, you wanting to put it at the top is a very clear endorsement. Yeah. But to, so, I'm not saying, hmm, if I was forced to say this is the best movie of this list, that would be tough. But it is definitely my favorite. So it's like, hmm, mm. you know, it's not an academic guess, placement. It's a heart and mind it's a preference but yeah yeah so what do you i guess where if you're thinking academically where do you want to where's the where's the academic tucker insertion going uh probably below the witch i would say below the witch okay so i'm asking you then right now tucker Uh oh i'm gonna let you have the final decision i Uh don't My only bounds is I don't want, I think Raw's, that I would rather Raw stay at the top. Okay. Well, how do you Outside feel? Of, I feel like The Witch is that? kind of the the dividing line here. I would watch The Witch again before I'd watch this again. Okay. Okay. I I love The Witch, and I've yeah. thought more about it since we did the, like, what, hour and a half long podcast about The Witch? Yes. Yeah, well, I've like... thought about it more since then, and it's just kind of solidified its place in my heart as, like, one of my favorite horror movies okay i but i would be comfortable with this above the witch i would do mm. want to throw that out there hmm i guess just i kind of want to know what you feel comfortable with and i keep cutting you off every time i say that i apologize hello michael hello lady i don't know i i am i don't know like the witch is good it's a good movie you know mm-hmm. i feel like it's got the goat I feel like it's got my goat. I feel like you're you're uh, you're extending an olive branch by putting it above the witch, and I'm kind of saying, well, hold on, that's kind of crazy though, Michael, because I feel like you would want this below the witch, and I feel like that's where we're at. I don't want an okay. olive branch, Michael. I don't want an olive. Branch. You don't want an olive. I branch? I wanted to put this in the place where it belongs, and I think that's below the witch. Okay, I guess the place that I, <laughs> if we were to look at this academically speaking, I would put this above the Matrix below crouching tiger hidden dragon but i also know Mm. that is how i'm interpreting things and i know that you didn't come away from crouching tiger the way i came away from crouching tiger yeah so (laughs) i feel (laughs) this is craziness because i feel like you were like second place but now you're like but actually i would put it fifth i would yeah no like i don't if i was personally making this list yeah i would it would be near the matrix okay so shouldn't it go between The Witch and Crouching Tiger because that would be in the middle of what you're talking about? And also because it feels right in my heart to put it there? Yeah, that works for me, yeah. Okay. That that feels right to me. Okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do it. Everybody watch out. Watch out. Oops. I'm doing it right now. Live. <laughs> I'm watching him do it live. 
you missed it. He almost deleted Crouching Tiger. And there we have it, and folks. It's like a little. Sp- <laughs> Oops. <laughs> oh, <laughs> if only they made a sequel to The Pacifier. <laughs> I can't spell when people are watching me spell. Okay, there we go. So, from the top, the best movie of all time, Raw, and then The Witch, and then The Nightmare Before Christmas, and then A Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, and then The Matrix, Iron Man, The Secret of Name, and The Pacifier. Whew. Michael, hey, Whew. Michael. Yes. Thanks for watching this movie, dude. Yeah, of course. Michael, I give you a kiss goodnight. Good night, Tucker. Mwah. Nice work, Bone Daddy.